We are called to live faithfully for Jesus 168 hours a week. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast with Brandon, Chris, and Rob. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast. My name is Chris and I'm here with our co-host, both Brother Rob and Brother Brandon. How are y'all doing tonight? Good, doing great, good, Doing great. Good. Well, I'm glad to be back here with y'all. We have all three of us back on the podcast again, and we're going to switch it up just a little bit. Last time we were in the book of Revelation, and now we're going to start answering some questions that are commonly asked in church. Some of those tough questions you might not hear a sermon on quite often, but you always wonder, I wonder what the answer is to this. And so tonight's question we're going to look at is what happens to the people who never hear the gospel? I'm sure that both of y'all as pastors have both been asked that question before, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so as we look at this question, a lot of times people think about this and, and, you know, maybe they're thinking about a person uh, that's stranded on an island like that Tom Hanks movie, right? That's alone and might never have heard of Jesus before. But right. really what we're talking about, there are some groups in this world that have not been reached with the truth of the gospel. Some indigenous tribes in faraway places that don't even know what's going on in the rest of the world around them that have never seen the Bible, that have never heard about Jesus, that have never heard about the living God, the creator of this universe. And so the question is, what happens to them? Do they get some type of special treatment? Do they have a different type of chance other than those that have heard the gospel? And this is a pretty hot topic sometimes in different groups, but we're going to try and tackle this as best as we can during this episode of the Faith 168 podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask the question to you all again. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to bring up the hard topics as we discuss these questions. So that way we leave no stone unturned. So are y'all ready for this? Absolutely. All right. Well, let's jump in. So, guys, what happens to the people who never hear the gospel? Well, um, I'll go ahead and jump in here real quick. So, this is a def- this is definitely a tough question, but it's a good question. Uh, we need to think about God's justice and eternity and judgment and accountability, and all of those topics are wrapped up in this. So, but but I think that. The individual who never hears the gospel, uh, like some of the folks you mentioned that are, you know, part of an indigenous tribe somewhere, or they're on an unreached uh, area, you know, where the gospel is not reached. I think they're they are liable to judgment, just like a person who does hear the gospel, Mm because there's a lot of things they actually have in common that maybe we haven't thought about until this point. Uh, One thing is. And I think you guys would agree with this, that uh, the scripture clearly teaches that God has revealed himself, at least generally, through creation. 
mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what what does Paul say in Romans one? Oh well, I guess we'll turn there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean that's a question, you know. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he says that um, you know his his invisible tribute attributes are clearly seen in in his creation, what he's created all around us. That when we when we're, I mean, not even just looking at nature, we are a part of that creation, and just so just seeing other human beings too, and and just being in existence, uh, it, it comes to this point, you know, where where we can clearly see that there is a creator right right yeah yeah so i mean and the key phrase is at the end of romans one right where it says so then they are without excuse right without excuse so so that's kind of where this question comes in is like okay uh those who have never had a chance to hear the gospel we might surmise that they have an excuse that, that they can receive special treatment from God because they never heard of Christ. But they do have knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. They might not know it's the God of the Bible. They might not know, you know, uh, the doctrine of the Trinity or, or anything like that. But God has given general revelation of himself to all of mankind through creation. And Paul also says in that passage that sinners have suppressed this knowledge that they know God exists and they have no excuse for claiming he didn't give them sufficient evidence for his existence. And that's kind of the problem is, you know, these unreached people groups, as sad as it is that they are judged by God, um, I think they're judged based on the knowledge they do have, which partially is this general revelation that comes from creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for that input. What about you, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. So, there's a lot to this question. First, we have to consider what happens to any lost person. Um, and so on judgment day, when, when Jesus comes back, gathers the elect and um, ushers in the new heaven and the new earth, there's going to be a time of judgment. And every one of us will be there. Um, the Bible says that every uh, knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is, is Lord. But um, the, the idea in that passage is that it only counts for those who claim his name before they get to that point. Um, and so what happens to the lost is they hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you, which I believe is a, a very important idea. And it's a, a very important idea to Christianity in and of itself, because when we try to start and think that because we're Christians, we live better and we have a better moral code, better morality, that that we do things better, we live better lives. Uh, We we tend to forget that without Jesus, we're just as lost as the next person. Um, And so the reason we get in in the end is Jesus is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And he's going to do that because he knew us. And we knew him. Uh, and so this idea the, of the question is what happens to those who never heard? And listen, it's not just the indigenous populations all over the world. Uh, there are over 3,000 people groups that have never heard the gospel yes, or that have right. no um, access to the gospel. Some of that is because governments around the world 
mostly in Muslim countries or communist countries, refuse to allow the church to have any influence or the Bible to have any influence in their country. Um, and so people don't hear it because if you speak about the, the gospel, if you speak about Jesus, you could be killed or thrown into prison. Um, and so it's in the, in the developed world too. It, it's uh, not just the indigenous people, but it, it, it is definitely them too. Um, but you also have to think there are some good Muslim people who uh, do good things, who, who try to live the best they can for their guys. Right. Um, and so what is it that gets us to heaven? Is it, is it a good life? Is it morality? It's, is it not doing the things that we shouldn't do? Is it doing the things that we should do? Um, the, the gospel's clear that that's not what gets us into heaven. Uh, because if it was, none of us would make it because none of us do the things we should do. And all of us do the things that we shouldn't do. And so the only thing that gets us to heaven is a relationship with Jesus And how can they have a relationship with Jesus if they never hear? Um, And then, so that leads Paul to have the conversation with the believer. um, How will they not, how will they hear if no one is sent? Um, And so the idea is that, that their souls are on our shoulders. Um, Jesus even teaches the disciples that whatever you loose, on earth, I think it's Matthew chapter 18, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven, but whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. The The truth of the matter is that we have a great responsibility as believers, that if we share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of the living God will speak to hearts and he'll change minds and, and he'll lead people to repentance and souls will be saved. But if we refuse and we keep the gospel inside of us, um, then souls are, are going to be lost. And, and so we've got a great responsibility. Um, I, I used to listen to David, David Platt a lot when I was little and uh, not really little, but a teenager. <laughs> I was to say, man. <laughs> yeah, you're still, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so he was the first one to ever pose this question. For me, uh, nobody had ever posed it, and and so in a message he was preaching, and and so he brought up the question, and he said, you know, the worst thing that a Christian could do is if somebody who doesn't hear the gospel um, is going to make it to heaven. The worst thing you could do is preach the gospel to somebody, because then they have a chance of going to hell. Um, but the truth of the matter, and and is that. It's the opposite. The only option, only opportunity they'll have to get to heaven is if they hear the gospel. Um, and so it, yeah. it puts well, a lot of pressure on our shoulders. Yeah, that that's a very interesting thing to say, too, because, you know, yeah, as you're, you're right, that that puts, you know, the pressure on us to to get out there and actually do what we were were called to do as Christians to reach the lost and dying world with the truth of the gospel. And in faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And 
you know, I, I think a lot of people would look at this and, and let me play devil's advocate now. But they would say, well, that, you know, that really doesn't sound fair. Let's yeah. start with that. Like, I, I'm just someone that doesn't know much about the Bible. Might even say I'm a believer, might, you know, whatever position I'm in. But that doesn't sound like a good and loving God that that he would just condemn those people that have never heard his word to hell. Why, why would I want to serve them? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on this one really fast and, and just make this simple statement. Uh, we don't want fair because uh, the truth of the matter is that yeah. um, like the old saying goes, justice is blind. Um, we don't want justice because justice means that the wages of sin is death. Um, and every one of us, uh, the Bible says that if you've committed one sin, you've broken all of the law. Um, and so each one of us have broken all of the law and we deserve death. And so if you want to talk about fair, the only fair thing to happen to a holy and, and righteous God would be that all wickedness and evil and sin uh, be cast out of his sight. And so I deserve death. Um, thank God that he hasn't given me justice um, that he poured out justice on Jesus. The Father poured right. it out on the Son um, so that I could have life. And so the truth of the matter is is it's not fair. Uh, it's mm. not fair that anybody gets to go to heaven right. um, yeah. because we don't deserve it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, fair enough. that's important. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> what, what about you, Brady? Yeah. Well, I was going to add, uh, I, to I totally get that concern. And yeah. I want to make sure that our listeners understand that this is not something that the three of us, you know, um, don't struggle with. I mean, this, oh, yeah, is, this is a tough topic, you know. And absolutely. the thing that's why is, I chose though, to play devil's advocate there in this one instead. So, <laughs> well, well, you're doing a good job. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing. But honestly, here's the thing, though, and and this might come across as a little crude, so I'm going to elaborate on it just a bit, but. The bottom line is, when you get your own universe, you get to decide whatever you want to do. And God is God, we are not. And this is his universe, and we're not ultimately in a position to judge his actions as fair or unfair. Um, so we do need to keep that in mind. Um, and But again, I totally get the point. You know, I think about the opposite end of the spectrum where some people would think it's unfair that they were force-fed Christianity their whole lives, like they didn't have a choice in the matter. Um, so I get it. But, again, I, I agree with Rob 1,000% that, you know, we need to really be careful in our language here um, mm -hmm. about God being fair because we definitely don't want that. We want grace. Yes. Right. We want mercy yeah. and kindness. Yeah. And God has shown his mercy, grace, and kindness even to those who have never heard of Christ. Well, I think those are, are very good explanations right there. So so allow me to further play devil's advocate. So what what about, let's go back to what you were saying in Romans, uh, Brother Brandon. You were talking about how God was made evident through his right. creation. And so this is, this is actually... Uh, something that a lot of people look to and say, well, 
What if they see his creation and realize that there is a creator and they worship the one true creator of the world? Does God accept that as worship to him and worthy of salvation? Well, I would say, one, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead, Rob. I, I was just going to say the the one thing we have to remember is the relationship. Um, so it's not just knowing about the one who created everything. It's knowing him personally. Uh, the other thing that I want to, to bring out on this specifically, and I think Brandon's going to go in a different direction. So uh, I think your, your input's going to be important too, but um, probably the, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the shout out. <laughs> Usually. Usually. <laughs> we'll see. <Yeah. laughs> so um, Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Um, and, and it's so easy to think that we're doing things right, we're believing things right, uh, when we're really believing a lie. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, th- this is so easy. I was watching a TikTok the other day, and uh, this guy was pointing to a, a board that was behind him that had two circles. One was green and one was red. And he said, one of these circles is bigger than the other. Um which one is bigger? And then he asked the class and about half said that the red one and half said the green one. And then he was like, how easy are you guys fooled? This, the two circles are the exact same size, but because I said one was bigger than the other, nobody said that they were the same size. Um, oh, wow. and, and so Satan very easily distracts us. And so um, that's why I don't think that the God of Islam is the same God as the God of, of Christianity. And I mean, we, this is a different topic for a different day, but even Judaism, um, because I think Satan both has Jesus. Yeah. as a angel of light to pretend to be, um, even though they trace their lineage back to Abraham, they, they follow a, a different God. And, and so, it's not just believing that there is a God and even worshiping that God that you believe in. It's knowing the right one. Um, right. There are many doors um, in the world, but only the, the door, if you're looking for a specific room, there's only, usually only one door for the room, right? So it doesn't matter if I open a thousand doors. If I don't open the right door, I'm not going to get into the right room. Mm, and so if, if I don't go through the door, which scripture says is Jesus, I'm not going to get to the right room. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for that input. What about you, brother Brandon? Man, I just got to second that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess that's... what you got to say isn't that important anyway, then. I... <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it really isn't. No, yeah. no. I took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, so this is a recurring theme, though, right, that right. what we're emphasizing here is, uh, yes, it's it's great to have knowledge of God, but you, in order to go to heaven, I mean, this is putting it as simply as possible, you have to go through Christ. Right. That's just the bottom line. And I, I understand that our, our inclination is to make exceptions and excuse for those who are in this dire position who do not hear the gospel or read a Bible or hear the name Jesus. But 
if we make concessions and exceptions, then we kind of go against pretty much Scripture's grand theme that Christ came into the world to save sinners and that sinners must go through Christ in order to be reconciled to God and go to heaven. Right. There, there just isn't any other way, yeah. not according to what the Scripture teaches. Yeah, and when you go into the book of John, Jesus even says that uh, the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. And we we see further into Scripture as we continue reading that everybody's going to stand before Jesus and either hear one of two things: "Welcome home, my good and faithful servant," which means he means he had a a relationship there, right? And right. Then the the second phrase is the one that's the worst phrase in the whole universe is depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And it's yeah. not that he didn't know them. It's not that he didn't know how many hairs were on their head, uh, how many times their heart beat during their whole life, the moment that they were born, the moment that they died. It's that they never knew him. And never had a relationship with him. And so right. that relationship is the only way. And that's why Jesus says in the book of John that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so, yeah, I think y'all are right on the dot. So allow me to play the devil's advocate even further. Now Man, we're gonna do a good job of that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get really trippy right here. All right, so let me break this down. (laughs) So, all right, and this is something I've actually heard before, and so I'm not making this one up off the top of my head. I'm playing devil's advocate from things I've heard on this same question before. So y'all would agree that God is omniscient, right? Yes. Yes. That he knows all. He knows He knows yeah. everything that happened in the past. He knows what's happening right here, right now. And he knows everything that's happening in the future. So would it be fair to say this, that possibly God knows what choice that those people that have never heard the gospel before, that he possibly knows what choice that they would make had they heard the gospel and uses that to allow them to enter into heaven or condemn them to hell. So, yeah, that would be an easy way out around this question. Um, But the problem is the scripture just doesn't reveal it like that. Um, You still have to know who you're believing in. You still have to know Christ. You still have to appropriate faith. You still have to know you're a sinner. Knowledge is really important for this. So, um God certainly is omniscient. He certainly sees how people are going to respond to him. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of what you call an argument from silence. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for that input. Go ahead, Rob. Let's hear it. Yeah, I, I would uh, continue on uh, and just back up what Brother Brandon said. Um, the Bible is clear that there is one way. And, and that is through um, the knowledge, acceptance, and relationship of the Son. Um, yeah. And so what you're asking is, well, God knows the heart. If somebody would have preached the message and they 
would have responded with a resounding yes and amen, would God not be just in allowing them to get to heaven because nobody um, because nobody went to preach? The answer to that would be God would be just in whatever he decided to do because he is God and he sets the rules. <laughs> but yeah. the, your question to me is, do I think that he would? And the answer that I would have to say to that is no. And the reason is because he has decided to share his gospel through his people. Um, right. Now, he has given us his word, and I believe there have been many a people who have been saved directly through reading the Bible. Um, the, but the primary means of getting the gospel to the, the masses is through the church, is through the, the saved, the, the people, God's people. Um, and so the blood of the sinner that would have believed had they heard would then be on my hands and your hands for not going and telling. Um, because yeah. they never got the chance to hear about Jesus. They never got the chance to respond. Without the chance to respond, they can never know. Without knowing, they cannot uh, repent and believe and be saved. And so I would say no. And that puts so much more pressure on us because the blood of the hands of all of the thousands of people that will die across the world today without knowing Jesus is, is on the hands of the church because we haven't done enough to get his gospel out. Yeah. I was going to add to that uh, last part. That's such a good point, man. I mean, like we can get frustrated about this and think, you know, again, that God is unfair and our heart can be broken when we think about the multitudes who are entering hell every day and, and our heart should be broken. But mm -hmm. we shouldn't be frustrated and brokenhearted about it, like, towards God. We should yeah. channel this frustration and brokenness into greater efforts to spread yeah. the name of Christ to all the nations, you know. Amen. It's like, let's do something with that burden. If it's on our heart, let's, let's, let's do something about it. Let's give to missions more. Let's go and serve Christ and preach his name where he's not been named. So because the burden is upon us, like you said, in quoting Ezekiel, um, if we don't warn the wicked of their wicked way, their blood shall be on our hands. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm reluctant to share this, but because I know most people that listen to this will be um, Christians or at least um, people who've, who have heard God's word and um, who are seeking God, I, I will share it. I, I, I want to be careful, just like Brother Brandon said and not come across harsh, not come across right. in um, a way that could be determined as insensitive uh, because we are very sensitive to the weight of this matter. But Romans chapter 9, verse 20 says, But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to the motor, Why have you made me like this? Uh, has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable, honorable use in the other, for dishonorable use. Um, and so what if God, desiring to show his wrath to, to make uh, known his power, has endured with much patience vessels 
of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. Um, even us who he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. Um, and so that's just a beautiful passage to me to remind me that I am the clay and he is, he is the one who made the clay and he is the one that molds the clay. Um, and so yeah. I... I can't, I can't be the one that makes these decisions, nor would I want to be. I wouldn't want to have the responsibility to make these decisions. Right, right. That's important. And, and in that, we're not, we're not simultaneously saying, you know, God has his ways, we have ours, we don't know the answer. Uh, right. I mean, it's, you know, we, we do have, I think, sufficient knowledge from the scripture, mainly from Romans. That's what we've referenced yeah. the most tonight on what you know the answer would be but it's still though at the end of the day it's like okay god is god we're not and whatever he does is going to be good and just and you know we don't really have the right as clay to question that yeah now those those were really good things to to say there now let me just break it again you know let me, <laughs> i'm really going to play devil's advocate with this one so I hope y'all are ready. This is really going to show how prepared y'all are in season and out of season. <laughs> okay. All right. So first, this this is going to answer two questions with one that are both hard questions. But just simply, like yes or no, do y'all agree that babies who pass or even those that have, uh, you know, mental deficiencies that pass, do you believe that they go to heaven? Yes. Um, yeah. As okay. Do I. Okay. So y'all, y'all both believe that. I believe that as well. Now, what's the difference? Good question, though, in this context. Yeah. So yeah. what what's the difference between babies and, and those with the mental deficiencies that can't know Jesus, never get the opportunity to know Jesus, really. And those that are living in lands that we just haven't reached yet. So if why, why can they go to heaven, but the ones on the islands far away from us can't go? Woo, that is a good question. I'll start with the idea of why I believe that... Um, unborn children as well as children up to a certain cognitive ability which would include even adults that that don't a obtain a certain cognitive ability uh, are going to to make it to heaven um, that is is coming from the old testament when david um, has um, a, a child that dies um he writes, um, inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, God breathe is all scripture is that, that that child is in the presence of God or, or that, that child, um, will be with God. Um, and so that is the majority of, of where I, I find that truth. Um, the difference is the cognitive ability. So right. with 
with understanding comes responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. When my two-year-old, or sorry, when my when my three-year-old makes a decision uh, that is not a good decision, um, but he really doesn't know any better, um, he gets in trouble, but not to the same degree that he gets in trouble as my eight-year-old who knows better. Right. Now, my one-year-old could make the same decision and not get in any trouble because she doesn't understand at all. She has no understanding that what she is doing is is wrong. While my three-year-old is starting to understand it and my eight-year-old understand it, my, my one-year-old does not. And so I discipline based on understanding of what the action was that led to the discipline. So if you don't understand it, I can't punish you for doing something that you didn't know was wrong. Um, now I know that sounds contradictory to the rest of the rest of our. Well, it process. doesn't not in, not in the cognitive, not know, in the cognitive one right. who has the ability to, to know and one who does not have, right. have the ability yeah. to know that makes complete yeah. sense. I think at least to myself. Yeah. And, and so, um, so I, I, that's how I see it. And um, I think that you can back that up uh, in scripture um, in, in many different ways. I, I think from um, the idea that um, I think from the idea, just like I was mentioning before, that, that David's son or David's child um passes and, and is in the presence of God. Um, right. However, there are other people um, in David's life, um, of course, that um, that would hear the gospel um, and not, or not hear the gospel, but but be presented the, the prophecies of Christ, believe in that and be spiritual children of Abraham. Um but then again, the Philistines um, that David would have also experienced would have never probably heard of the promises of the Messiah that was coming to the Jewish people. And if they never heard that, they couldn't put their faith in it. And if they didn't put their faith in the, the promise of the Messiah, just like we put our, our faith in the Messiah who's already come, the Jews put their faith in the Messiah that was to come. Um, yeah. And that's how they are spiritual Israel. Um, and so even in David's day, there were people that didn't know the, that the Messiah was coming. However, they did have the cognitive ability to worship other gods and to, to make other decisions um, that, that went against God and his nature. They, uh, like Romans chapter one says, they, um, they decided to worship created beings rather than the creator. Well, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, can I? I'll let chime in just real quick here. Um, yeah, we'll let yeah, you. I, I, okay, good. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think that's really the the key difference is um, the cognitive ability. You know, so like Paul in Romans one, he says that judgment is for suppressing the knowledge of God that you do have. Right. So. You know, it, it again these these unreached people groups, indigenous tribes, whoever they are, uh, or you know somebody in um, 
a nation like ours who's never heard of Christ. The problem is not that they have no knowledge of God. They do have knowledge of God from creation and the moral law written on their hearts, according to Romans 2. The problem is they suppress that knowledge. Um, I think it's different with those that don't have the ability, the mental ability to reckon with that knowledge at all. The knowledge is still out there, but in the case of an infant um, or somebody with mental challenges, um, they just don't have the ability to reckon with that knowledge. And I think, um, I, and I can't prove it, you know, from the scripture. I think, uh, the best passage we have is what, uh, Rob just quoted in David's life. But I do think that there is a special gracious exception there just because there isn't, uh, that mental cognition, but that's, that's different, you know, from what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And thank you both guys for, for answering this question. I think that was a a really good discussion and and we'll just wrap it up there, but you know, just to simplify this answer overall to the question, what happens to the people who never hear the gospel? And the simple answer is that if you don't hear the gospel and you never repent of your sin and never follow Jesus, the scripture already answers that for us. You'll stand before him and hear those words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And so that should be an encouragement to us as Christians to do our job, to go out and reach the lost and dying world, because without the gospel, they'll never repent, they'll never follow Jesus, they'll never be saved. And we even answered another tough question right at the end, you know, what happens to the babies and and the ones that uh, have mental challenges in their lives uh, that what happens to them overall as well. So, so we, I think we answered two good questions right there. And I want to encourage anyone who's listening, if you have a perspective on this that you'd like to share with us, whether you agree or even disagree, we'd like to hear that and have a discussion with you on that as well. So feel free to reach out to us at the Faith 168 Podcast Facebook page. But do y'all have any words y'all want to say right before we dismiss? Just a reminder of the importance of sharing the gospel. Um, There are literally millions, literally billions of people that are depending on us to go and share the gospel. And we need to do a better job of that. All right. Well, Brother yep. Brandon, you got Second anything? Tap. All right. No, I, well, I agree with that. Ditto. Yeah, good deal. <laughs> well, glad to do another podcast with you guys. Glad we could tackle this tough question. Brother Brandon, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much that you love all the nations and that you sent Christ Jesus into the world to die for sinners And that one day a multitude of believing nations will be gathered around the throne of God and the Lamb, according to Revelation 7. And we pray, Lord, that 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 vision of the nations and this discussion of this question tonight would urge us and compel us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. We do pray for those who have never heard of Christ, that they would hear of Christ through your messengers, through your church. Uh, We pray that you might give us grace to live faithfully for Jesus the next 168 hours, that we might glorify him in all we say and do. And we pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Faith 168 Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on whatever streaming platform you are using. If you have a prayer request or have a topic that you would like us to cover, message us on the Faith 168 Podcast Facebook page, and we will see you in 168 hours.